I never in my wildest dreams thought that I was going to kind of get my first real job and then get laid off a couple months later. <laughs> if you told me that that was going to happen when I graduated university, like a few months before that, I would have been like, no, 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 that, no, that ain't, that ain't for me. <laughs> and in the moment, I honestly had to roll with it. And also really realize in the moment, like this is the climate that we're living in. And not to mention, I have it so much better than other people in this time and really being grateful for what I do have rather than focusing on what I don't. After returning from a trip around the world after finishing her undergrad, Anna Lee was hired into a job that she loved. A few months later, and with the arrival of COVID-19, she was laid off and then rehired a few months after that. In September of last year, she was promoted and now holds a job as a digital marketing specialist. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots that we make in order to keep moving forward. Being an influencer in the yoga community on Instagram, this new role has really made Annalie reevaluate her relationship with social media as she dives into her job in the industry. It's also a new relationship with a partner who doesn't have any social media accounts that has really made her reflect on her time online as well as what her priorities really are. In this episode, Annalie opens up about how both the new job and the new relationship have helped her deepen her sense of self while reflecting on her patterns from her past. Allowing herself to unravel in a safe and grounded relationship has helped Annalie realize what a healthy partnership feels like while being able to set supported goals for herself and within a partnership. So, Annalie, tell me about where you were at mentally and emotionally after your travels around the world last year. I was in a really, really different headspace when I came back. Um, I had uncovered a lot of inner trauma that I hadn't really dealt with previously. And just my nature with suppressing my emotions was definitely uncovered in that trip away as well. Mm -hmm. And it was a really healing experience and journey for me. And after I got home, I ended up looking for a full-time job. That was always kind of my plan. I went to university for communications and marketing. So I was always interested in getting into the marketing industry um, and applied at numerous different agencies in my area and ended up getting kind of a dream position out of university at an agency here um, working in digital marketing. A few months later, so this was in February, and a few months later, I actually ended up getting laid off due to COVID at the beginning of April. So that was definitely quite turbulent mm -hmm. for me because obviously I had finished my undergrad. I was definitely on such a high from that, get, you know, hired my first kind of big girl job and then get laid off a few months later. Mm -hmm. And then obviously I got rehired and actually promoted back in September. And I've been working there as a digital marketing specialist. And I specialize in social media marketing and a lot of influencer marketing campaigns as well. So that's kind of my main role at the agency. But it's interesting to kind of now be on the industry side of marketing and doing it as my job in the corporate world, as well as being an influencer mm -hmm. and doing social media um, also as a job. Mm -hmm. How has your relationship with social media changed since I saw you last? 
A year and a half ago, I was doing social media almost full time on the influencer side of things. I was really trying to grow my following and my page and grow my community. But I definitely started to feel as though it became a part of my identity. Annalie Yoga became a really kind of vital piece of me and everyone knew me as that. When now, a year and a half later, I'm realizing that there are many other facets to what makes me, me. Um, And it's not really identified by a social following or who I present myself to be online. There's many different facets of my personality and identity. And a lot of those I don't necessarily show online as much anymore. There are definitely certain things that I do keep private and my new relationship that I've been in for about a year now, um, my boyfriend's name is Ben, and I've introduced him a few times on my social, but I definitely have kept it a little bit more private than previous relationships. Just for that sense of privacy, um, Ben is also not on social media at all. Um, he doesn't have any social platforms Not that he's against it whatsoever and isn't against me, obviously, being so active on it. It's just not his cup of tea. And it's really shown me, first of all, how much time I spend in front of a screen, not only for my job, but just kind of casually scrolling. And also just that I don't need to prioritize it as much in my life as I once was. And really to value that quality time with people face to face. Mm -hmm. My relationship as a whole with social media has definitely shifted and evolved over the last year from being primarily, you know, on the influencer side of things to now, obviously, it translating into my career. And those two things have really informed one another. And it's not negative or positive, really, but it's really helped me learn more about the back end of social media and also being on the front end. And so it's really been a great learning curve for me to see both sides and have experience on both sides. Yeah, I was totally wondering how what you're doing now has informed your influencer role in the yoga community on Instagram. Yeah, it's been really interesting to run influencer marketing campaigns for some of my clients seeing the back end of things and understanding the industry a little bit more has both informed me as an influencer, but also as a marketer. So it's, it's a very unique role that I'm in where I do get to see both sides and one informs the other, but it's also been incredibly beneficial for my own learning and understanding of how the industry works and functions and the ways that I show up online has certainly changed since kind of getting that back end perspective of things. So they definitely inform each other. And I'm eternally grateful that I have experience on both sides of things. In a year and a half, I'm feeling such a shift in your energy between the masculine and feminine. Like I feel like that super masculine drive has really taken a back seat right now. Like you're still thinking about things, but I feel like you've just really rested. I definitely feel much more grounded than I did a year and a half ago. A year and a half, I was very scattered, Yeah, very 
all over the place. I actually recently re-listened to our podcast episode and I was like, woo, like <laughs> you have definitely grown a lot this last year and a half. Um, and there, honestly, to me, when I think back on the last year, I don't really come across any catalyst moments. Whereas before, you know, in my life, obviously my history with addiction and mental health, there were a lot of those catalyst moments where it was either all or nothing, where it was, you know, either keep trudging through the mud or drown. Um, and those moments really shifted me as a person. Whereas now I feel much more balanced. I feel incredibly steady, level-headed. Uh, there aren't really any, you know, explosions coming my way. And well, even when I say it out loud, oh, I got hired, laid off, rehired, you know, lost. Obviously, I'm not teaching yoga anymore, things like that. There's definitely been loss in, you know, I guess my career. But at the same time, I don't really see those as moments in my life where they've taken a really serious emotional toll. I've more grown through them very steadily. Um, and I really have to attribute a lot of that steadiness and groundedness to Ben, who has really kind of calmed my waters and put things into perspective in every single facet of life. So definitely feel much more level-headed and at peace with where I'm at in the moment rather than, you know, thinking so much about the future or thinking so much about the past. I'm really at peace with what's happening right here, right now, and working through where I am today rather than where I was yesterday or where I'll be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I have two questions that just stemmed off of that. And one of them has to do with pre-recording, you had mentioned perfectionism and just how being a perfectionist has really been a part of your identity. Can you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've been a competitive athlete most of my life. Um, I've always kind of thought I needed to be the best at everything that I try. And if I'm not the best, I don't try. It's, you know, <laughs> in some ways it's positive because it's definitely made me work very hard. But at the same time, if I notice that something isn't for me or I don't have innate talent or skill in it, I don't put the effort into kind of growing whatsoever. I just kind of say, no, you know what, this isn't for me moving on to the next thing. So I've done that with countless different endeavors, projects, anything you could think of that's definitely been kind of a personality trait. And it all comes back to that perfectionism. If I don't feel like I'm going to be the best of the best and revolutionize whatever I'm doing, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's such a debilitating perspective to have because life doesn't work that way. And in order to be great at something or move towards a goal, you need to take risks and you need to make mistakes and learn from them and move forward. So I'm really at a place now where I'm putting things into tangible, small, reachable goals and understanding also that when I fail, not if I fail, when I fail, that this will only be a learning curve and it will only help me grow wherever I'm going. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it because that just is such a perfect segue into what the part B of that was going to be. 
Because I feel like a year and a half ago, Anna Lee being laid off, hired and promoted would have had a completely different outcome a year and a half ago to what you're working towards right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think I never in my wildest dreams thought that I was going to kind of get my first real job and then get laid off a couple months later. (laughs) If you told me that that was going to happen when I graduated university, like a few months before that, I would have been like, no, 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 that, no, that ain't, that ain't for me. (laughs) And in the moment, I honestly had to roll with it. And also really realize in the moment, like this is the climate that we're living in. And not to mention, I have it so much better than other people in this time and really being grateful for what I do have rather than focusing on what I don't and taking this as an ex- like learning curve experience um, that eventually, you know, I'll look back on and say, you know, like you really just kind of walked through that. There was no... Mm-hmm. I didn't try to really put a lot of pressure on myself in that time. I said, you know, this is kind of accepted where I was at rather than resented it or looked at it as though something was happening to me. I accepted what was and I have learned from that and work to be better and which ultimately kind of got me promoted and rehired um, in my position that I absolutely love where I'm at today. So I think turning kind of a really not super negative, but maybe, you know, less than ideal situation into something positive and really learning from it and growing from it. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible perspective. What has been something that you have learned from Ben? And that's open-ended for a reason. (laughs) What haven't I learned from Ben, honestly? (laughs) Um, He is very Virgo. I am very Aquarius. So he is very kind of the doer. I'm more the thinker where I like to see things big picture. I like to create all of these ideas And he does the work. And I respect that so much in him that he can take a big idea and break it down into small, tangible, actionable, reachable goals. And that's something that I have always struggled with doing because, again, when there is such a big goal, big endeavor that I want to achieve, the perfectionist in me has always not really wanted to even try if I knew that it wasn't attainable. And when there is such big goals that maybe we'll touch on later, like starting my own apparel company, this has been a massive goal for me where I know that there is so many milestones that will need to be reached prior to it even launching. And there's so many steps in this process to getting there that I feel like almost too overwhelmed to even take the first step. And Ben has really come up with new ways for us to make these really massive goals much more tangible on a smaller scale. So doing things like a couple of weeks ago, I had a little bit of an anxiety attack, just thinking about, you know, all the things that I really want to achieve and really thinking way too much in the future rather than in the present moment. And he said, you know, well, instead of 
thinking so much about all the things you're not doing, why don't you take some time to really sit down and start at square one? And that's like my least favorite thing to do. I sit down and start at square one. (laughs) I like to be at square 10 before I even start. So starting at square one for us looks like, you know, every Saturday morning, he came up with this idea where we go, we get a nice treat, we get a nice latte, we come back to my apartment, we sit down and we do about one to two hours of passion project work, which is nothing to do with my corporate job. It's nothing to do with his PhD. We just sit down for a couple hours together, have a nice warm drink and just really get to work and starting outlines and plans and what the next few months will look like and just really brainstorming, but also making those small actionable goals and meeting smaller timelines, not having everything so extreme like I always need it to be. Because I'm such an all or nothing person, I like to just jump in and give all of my priorities to one particular goal when now I'm in the position where I can't do that. I have a full-time job. I teach yoga. You know, I'm obviously still on social media and I have a personal life that I, I need to really take care of and nourish. So this year really realized that I can't be this all or nothing person that I've always been. I need to break things down. And as Ben has really taught me to do. So that is just one thing that's coming top of mind right now. um, And something that I really value in who he is as a person. And he has taught me so much more than that. But that's definitely something that's kind of very top of mind right now. And He has just supported me in so many different ways um, and really uncovered a lot about me, who I am as a person, things that I, you know, might have overlooked or suppressed years ago. He's really brought to the surface, but not in a way that makes me feel naked. It makes me feel like I have a big like blanket on Um, and I just feel really like held, supported, but also he pushes me to be a better person Mm -hmm. in every single way. And it's really been the most beautiful relationship that I've, you know, ever been privileged enough to be a part of. I'm so thrilled for you, Annalie. You so deserve that. (laughs) That's such a beautiful partnership. It's such a beautiful union to have someone that can hold you when you need it, but also hold you up and then also challenge you. Absolutely. And he certainly challenges me. He definitely pushes me to be better and calls me out on my bullshit a lot. And not everyone, almost no one has done that in growing up. So it's definitely been eye-opening and humbling dating him because I feel, yeah, I just feel very, very seen, understood and loved for all of my not so great qualities as well. Um, And I realized what those were, but I didn't quite realize that other people realized what those qualities were too. But instead of judging them, he really understands them and helps me grow and be better. And that's, you know, all you can ask for in a partner. Mm -hmm. So I recognize that a year and a half ago, you were on the safe haven and I... I'm highly positive, like I'm positive that I had asked you these questions, but in the event that you don't remember your answers, I'd love to throw them at you again and see where you're at. (laughs) So what are you most proud of? It's funny because no, now I don't remember these questions. (laughs) I'm like, how did I answer back then? No, what am I most proud of? (laughs) My resilience and strength 
in adversity. I think throughout my entire life and particularly, you know, since I've dealt with addiction and mental health issues, I am a much, much different person than I was back then. And sometimes it trips me up a little bit to think about who I was in that frame of mind and what my daily life looked like and just my outward image and how people saw me, everything was drastically different. And if you met me back then, you wouldn't recognize me. And I don't think I would either. So I think my resilience and my strength to really take those trying times and, you know, facing that adversity and really moving forward and actually cultivating a new and different life. And the only times that I think back to that time in my life is at moments like this, where we're kind of talking about, Mm. you know, moving through adversity, but it's not something that consumes my daily thoughts at all. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really know that I have moved forward. And, you know, it's been a long, long time to get there, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely very proud of the person that I am today Mm -hmm. and all that I've kind of worked through to get to this point. Mm -hmm. What would you like to be known for? I would like to be known as someone who is incredibly understanding and easy to get along with someone who you don't feel judged by you feel as though you can sit with get to know them for you know a couple minutes and then we're immediately past that sort of small talk stage just someone that you find comfort in and it's not really anything to do with my career or my aspirations or what difference I want to make in the world because those are definitely all things that I care about and I could say something like that, but I think on a really fundamental level, I just want to be known for someone that you'd like to sit down and have a great conversation with and Mm. feel really heard and listened to. I love it. And then if you had a message for everyone listening, what would it be? Even if you're in the darkest period of your life right now, there is light at the end of that tunnel. I promise you. It will certainly not always be so dim. And all it takes is really knowing that that's where you start. That's step one. That's square one is knowing that it won't always be this way. And that light is always around the bend. I promise you that even if it really doesn't seem like it right now, it is there and you'll get through this. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. I need to make sure that I grab your socials so that people can find you online. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, it's just Annalie Yoga on TikTok, Annalie Yoga. And then my website is AnnalieYoga.com. I have not jumped into the TikTok thing. It actually kind of freaks me out. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I would lose years of my life just scrolling and watching funny videos. Oh, I certainly do. Um, It is addicting, but it's also an amazing platform Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, you can get tons of growth on there. Speaking as a marketer, it's just exponential growth compared to other Mm -hmm. social platforms. Yeah, it's definitely very engaging and you definitely do spend hours, especially once the algorithm kind of caters to 
what you like, Mm -hmm. you kind of get into these, you know, certain niches of your interests and then it's just never ending. But I've learned a lot, honestly, on TikTok. I bet. Well, it's what I think one of my limiting beliefs is that I'm late to the game. So I just need to wait for the next next TikTok. No, no, no. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's definitely like it hit it. it, The demographic on TikTok changed when COVID happened Mm. before it was mostly like younger a younger demographic. And now since COVID, there's definitely more like millennials, Gen X mm-hmm. and so forth. So it. yeah, it's definitely changed. It's different. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for hanging out. Thank you so much, Amanda. It was so lovely to catch up and be back on the safe haven. Yes. And you'll come back for an, a third time. Cause I have a feeling there's something in the works that we need to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Annalie, thank you so much for joining me again on The Safe Haven. It's incredible to hear how much you've grown and what you've navigated through through the last year and a half since we recorded last. And I am so excited about your relationship with Ben. I truly wish you two the best. To everyone listening, I recognize the privilege that comes with my platform, and I'm committed to creating a safe, brave, and inclusive space with intention. If this episode has hit you right in the heart or inspired you in any way, please screenshot the screen while you're listening, send it to your friends, and share it in your Instagram stories. Please be sure to tag us so that we can personally thank you for it. If you're able to write a review or leave a juicy five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that really helps this podcast grow. For more great podcasts, check out FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com and I will talk to you next week.